1: absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes
0: bombas big comfort for everyone go to bombas.com slash wondery and use code wondery for 20 percent off your first purchase welcome to the nerds podcast number
1: 377 well course of the force is fast approaching it's july 9th through the 16th uh leading up to san diego comic-con uh, you can go to StarWars.com slash Course of the Force, and you can help us carry a lightsaber all the way down the California coast, starting from Skywalker Ranch and going down to San Diego to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And we're putting up a bunch of Course of the Force videos, so go to YouTube.com slash Nerdist and click subscribe, because uh, there's a lot of other fun stuff there, too, and more, more to come. I would like to thank Hulu Plus for sponsoring this episode of the Nerds Podcast. Obviously, you know what Hulu is. People watch Hulu. With Hulu Plus, you get total control to watch thousands of shows wherever you want, whenever you want, on any of your devices. Um, It's game consoles, Blu-ray players, Roku, Apple TV, PCs, uh, television sets. I mean, it really, instead of, like, Hulu will just give you some of the latest episodes of things, but Hulu Plus will give you entire seasons. You'll get full everything. Shows like uh, Downton Abbey, um, Revenge, Once Upon a Time. Grey's Anatomy. You want to go back and live Grey's Anatomy again. You can do that with Hulu Plus. Modern Family, The Office, Community, Parks and Rec. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, The Vampire Diaries. I'm not going to judge you. If you want to watch a vampire soap opera, that's fine. Hey, I watch True Blood. You know, but I'm not going to crap on you for watching The Vampire Diaries. Maybe you like your vampires teens. Maybe you just like... Do you like teen vampires or adult vampires? Katie? And then it's also weird to say teen vampire because does that mean that a vampire that is still a young vampire or a teenager who is a vampire? I don't know semantics. I don't know if Hulu Plus will solve that for you, but they'll do pretty much everything else you want uh, if you want to watch great television that you don't have a chance to sit in front of your TV and watch when it comes on. So right now we have a very special offer for, uh, for Nerdist listeners. Go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Nerdist, all in lowercase, and you're going to get an extended free trial to enjoy Hulu Plus. Again, HuluPlus.com forward slash Nerdist. This podcast is Josh Groban, who is freaking delightful. God damn it, he's delightful. I met him a while ago. Uh, he was friends with a bunch of comics and really funny and charming and just talented. God damn it. He's just one of those guys you just want to hang out with all the time. Everyone needs a Josh Groban, Katie. I, In our case, it's actually Josh Groban, but since he isn't able to go around the country and be with everyone... Um, Get a little Groban in your life. And, you know, when you look around the table, if you can't find the Groban, maybe you're the Groban. Put some Groban in you. That should be his next album. I don't think he's going to call it that, but that's what I'm forward. I'm putting that before him and the universe right now. Uh, Put some Groban in you. For the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 377 with Josh Groban.
2: Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, what
3: did I just drop? Oh, it screw came out of somewhere. <laughs> really? The whole podcast I has fallen I'm apart. Ah, shit! That was the pie, That was the screw that was holding yeah, the podcast together. Exactly. Hey, I'm Matt. Josh, how are you? Hi, nice I'm Jonah. Josh, nice to meet you. Josh. Yeah, you too. That's yeah, we shirt. Oh, thank you. I gotta take a
1: picture of that. Here's shirt. Here's some, some water here. for you, My wife. Oh, nice. Thanks. So, um, it's a great uh, t-shirt and kind of sweatshirt store in in Soho in uh, London.
3: Oh, we were About just there.
1: Super superficial.
3: She's nice. gonna. That's something she would actually probably draw.
1: <laughs> you can get them off their website. I, I yeah, don't. Guys. I don't see
3: a spread eagle woman on that. Hey, not all the time. <laughs> I should do that. Uh,
1: Welcome to the podcast. Josh podcast Groban
2: podcast. It's a podcast <laughs> with Josh Groban. I got my male soprano voice.
1: <laughs> Taking it down low. <laughs> um, it's very. Gl- I'm very glad to finally have you on, I, Josh. I don't know if people. Well, you know what? I do. I do think now they do have a sense. Of uh, that you are a funny guy because it was I think it was maybe like three or four years ago I was doing a show at UCB and Sarah Silverman was like oh I'm texting Josh Groban he's the fucking funniest guy in the world we went <laughs> bowling we hung out and then it was oh, like man. I think that was right around when you started doing stuff with Kimmel and you know yes uh, Sarah's a liar and a thief <laughs> what, uh, what is her what problem? is her problem uh why did she have to say "fuck" in front of all those people? What the? But I think it's always, it's always, uh, I think it's always a nice for people who think they know you in one context. Well, I think, I think too. I mean, p- part of it is just out of necessity. I think when you're when you do something for a living that involves v- a lot of seriousness, you know, like I have always been super serious about music. When I'm at, when I'm doing my concerts, you know, I'm always getting. Letters from people Saying like Oh this song You know it's, It made me cry And it got me Through this very difficult time If I don't Level that out With craziness And, and humor Then I, I, I will implode So yeah. <laughs> um, So the comedy The comedy stuff Was actually kind of More out of just Self defense in, in junior high school When I was just Picked on Relentlessly. Hey, hooray! Yay, hurrah! Oh my god, That's uh, what. It was my shield. You too. Yeah, <laughs> I am protected behind the shield. If I tell the joke first, you can't. Uh... <laughs> I will attack my first myself first, so you cannot attack me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Death by self joke. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and and so you know, it kind of started with that, and I and I, I developed like a little improv troupe when I was in you know I went to I was born and raised here in Los Angeles. I went to this school called Windward uh, out in the valley, and uh, and I kind of started this improv group and i just started playing kind of comedy games and just love being around comedians and then i realized i had a big ass baritone voice it's like oh, okay well i like doing this too and uh and so it just it's, it's nice that now at 32 I feel like I can find a, finally find a way to balance both worlds a little bit. If you guys are playing improv games and then <laughs> you have your voice when you <laughs> start doing the musical ones, everyone's <laughs> like, nah I'm doing an improv." And you're like, oh. "They're like, Let's, dude, you shouldn't be here." <laughs> yeah. Let's do
3: another music game. No, Josh, shut another shut another on, one, dude, it's not fair. No, it's not fair. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> not fair. yeah. Um, but uh, music was not your first thing. <clears throat> I mean, I know that you, I know that you are, I, I mean, I sent. I, I assume you always could sing, but I think it, you wanted to be an actor. Well, yeah, I mean, every kid can sing. Like, I was a little kid, you know, my mom would like, would, would kind of tempt me with Cheerios. I was, Cheerios were my crack when I was a kid. And she'd get a big what box kind of Cheerios. Of, what ch- kind? They were just regular at this point. This was old you school. some, some idiot 90- kid? <laughs> regular, <laughs> Cheerios? Would, regular Cheerios? Regular Cheerios. I know. I I a know. Crack was my crack. <laughs> <laughs> regular crack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah no I I uh you know, my mom would make me sing like little kid songs, and then let me put my grubby little hand in the Cheerio box, and whatever I could pull out was my was my reward. I really hope that after your concerts now, there's someone standing there with like a jar of Cheerios for you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what they're nice concert. Yeah, yeah, that's my weird like request. Madison Square Garden. Rider here request. you go. Here's your Cheerios. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, you could do one more encore. Or you don't get <laughs> those Cheerios. That are they actually, the frosted ones? Yeah, they're the frosted ones. Strangely, is uh, really appealing to me and and arousing. Uh, strangely, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that, that just happened. Uh, nothing, nothing strange about arousal. Drum. Yeah, I listen. Uh, gotta yeah. go that's uh, yeah no i i uh you know I sang as a kid i I didn't know that I would have a really big voice until my I, you know I went through puberty and and started going to concerts, and when I came back to my house, I would close the room my, the door to my room and I would just start singing the stuff that I heard, and I realized that I could sing it was terrifying though I was totally shy about it, it wasn't until I had a voice teacher that said you know it was a voice teacher that was the father of a kid I went to school with who was like, "Oh you know, uh, hey, you want to take a few voice?" It wasn't, it wasn't creepy like that, but you know
4: my. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs>
1: Why you'll, are these voice lessons at one thirty in the morning? So
4: much better with your shirt off, trust me. But why are
1: your shorts so short? <laughs> yeah. I mean, try, if it's you know, we're, we're trying to we're trying to help develop yes, your voice yes, yes, as best as possible. He he's uh, an amazing voice teacher. He's a guy named Seth Riggs. And he lives lives kind of he lived around the corner from my folks. I went to school with his son Matt. And he was like voice teacher to the stars. I'd go for over for movie night and sleepovers and like birthday parties and stuff, and Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder would be leaving the house. Like, he just, it was just insane. Like, the people that would be walking sleepovers. in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie would never see you, though. Exactly right. Come well, on. You know. What? Why would I don't you know? do it? Your crack is no, crack. I don't know. crack is the crack. Uh, so, so, at some point, you know, he let, like, you know, all of, Matt's friends take like a mini voice lesson with him as like a school kind of master class thing. And I wound up singing. He goes, oh, that's very good. Oh, that's very, very, very good. And he let me take voice lessons with him. And then David Foster, who discovered me and is a great producer, called him one day and said, who are you working with? I need someone young who can sing. And he sent my tape, and that's kind of how the singing how started. How old were wow. you at this point? I was 16. So and I started singing seriously at 14. So Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was very quick. But the, but the, the music, like, it's... Is, is when you were, when you were thinking about the kind of music that you wanted to do, did you did it ever did you ever think like, oh, I wanna did you ever fuck with other genres of music or did you did Rock you just think opera. Did you ever just think, you know, I have this very specific kind of voice and so that will probably dictate the kind of music that I'm gonna do? You know, it was just one of those serendipitous things that I the stuff that I was listening to, because I was a big like theater nerd. Like I was I for me it was I was praying to the altar of Sondheim. Like I was just absolutely obsessed with my and my parents i attribute that to my parents taking me to tons of shows in los angeles we go to the dorothy chandler we go see stuff at the la opera and stuff like that and i i really i was a big fan of other genres but when it came to like what i wanted to express and what i wanted to be the vessel for musically it was that stuff and so when i realized i had that voice uh it was just it was the greatest greatest thing because I, when it came to like rock music and stuff i wanted to play drums i didn't want to sing rock music i wanted to sing like the theater gods that I'd grown up listening to. I wanted to sing like, you know, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell and George Hearn and all those guys, and uh, and so, so it was it was a uh, no. It was, it was just kind of fell into place. How do you keep your voice from shredding? I guess it's just years of training. You know how to sing <laughs> properly. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're all nuts. I mean, singers are crazy because you can't just polish it and put it away and go burn the candle at both ends. It's it's a uh, it's a huge responsibility. And I, I just came off of a twenty six date European tour we just got off the road like five days ago and I don't know what to do with my time these last five days I mean you get so used to a regimen of nothing else matters except those two hours every night and all it takes is after show 50 or 60 just going oh I can I can just you know I don't need a whole lot of sleep tonight I've I got the show in my back pocket you know it's no big deal you you go out on stage and not and not be sure if you're going to sing the note it's it's a terrifying experience it is your worst night have you ever it's not like, hit it it's like those oh I've had a couple of times where I've not hit I had one night where I I had an allergic reaction to something that I ate mm. and I actually lost my like lost my voice after like song four like just just gone I I had sung. 80 shows without a hitch and all of a sudden after song 4 and you just start croaking like that slow-mo chase in your dreams where you're just it, it was it was absolutely horrible and I so I basically for the first time in my, in my whole career I had to say to the audience, "Hey guys, I think I'm I think I'm ill." <laughs> I, oh no. I didn't, I didn't feel this during soundcheck, but it, it seems to be that I like I literally have like the biggest frog in my throat. Um, give me fifteen minutes. <laughs> wow, to fifteen thousand people. Oh give my me, god. Give me fifteen minutes. Uh, I'm gonna go backstage and and just figure out what this is and just just. Take five. <laughs> wow! So, how, did and that they, was, how did they take that? I, I was awful. I thought I, it was awful. I thought that they would just all, have all left. I, I was seriously expecting to walk out to half an arena. But it's not like you, it's not it's not like your audience is uh, like bad religion audience. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like fuck when, you. Well, that's the thing is that that's why it's so terrifying. Is <laughs> <your> I literally <laughs> the
4: reference is
1: hilarious.
4: <laughs> Do you want to know why I said bad religion? Because they got mad at you when you came out to introduce them. That's why I. Think that's it's right. Hilarious. Oh. A, you're the one that has that experience. Because
1: <laughs> in my mind, the worst audience. <laughs> That you can go out, the most aggressive audience you can go out for is it's bad, bad religion. religion. Ooh, there's because, much worse. Because, well, I know. <laughs> but I didn't experience it. Yeah. That my my bad is bad religion. My nightmare my was bad. Milwaukee. What city did that happen in? Los Angeles. Oh, that was LA. Yeah. Okay, well, so LA hey, I mean, that, is a tough crowd. Milwaukee's a nice town. That's a nice town, you know? A Absolutely. Town. Go backstage, have a little beer, have a little cheese. You on the right on a river, <laughs> get there. that throat back in shape, right on a go go swim. Uh, so, when,
3: when your voice went out, you should have picked someone that was singing along in the answer, go, I
1: can't do it, you have to do it for me. Can anyone play? The, the drums. dream. It's yeah. Yeah.
2: So and you then, go, but you.
1: What's your name? Little
2: yeah. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tiny Josh Groban. Yeah,
1: <laughs> not anymore. Now it's Little Billy. Little Billy. So what? You go backstage. And I go backstage. I take. I take a minute. I actually wound up taking like 25 minutes, and I just kind of. I needed to find a way not to freak out. I just decided not to freak out, and. I went back out on stage, and I said, okay, well, here's the deal, because I've got nothing—I've got no back—I've I've got the most amazing band in the world, and we travel with with a, a group of great kind of orchestra members, but as far as if I can't sing, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm completely fucked. So I, I have no backup dancers. I can't dance for shit. <laughs> Uh, and you know, there's no such thing as like you know, I, there's no lip syncing in my world, no auto tune in my world. You don't want to, you don't want to add a, a little bit of a dance element, maybe you know, just like, like just some yeah, sort like of like, theater? like Ashley Simpson on, as that SNL. Um, yes, like when it, yes. When in doubt, j- just j- do the jig. Do Just the si do. Yeah, just do the si do. That handled obviously that worked really, really well. Yeah, that. But of course, she didn't have to complete another hour of show. They tell you in musical theater college, when in doubt, just blind them with your jig. <laughs>
2: <It's,
1: you> know, <laughs> you know, and all will be revealed uh, no I went out on stage and I think just kind of calming my brain and kind of telling them look we've got like three options here one is we can cancel boo boo okay all right uh, yeah uh, that was the bad religion response. About, yeah, and uh, and 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 the other one is, is that I can lip sync. All right, well the third option is like, I can just do the best I can and and, and we can get through. Yeah, okay. So just kind of saying that And sports psychology, I think is the same way. I mean, you watch like I, I'm a big tennis fan, so you watch kind of the ebb and flow and the momentum that that the different sides have of just getting their mojo back. Yeah, I needed to say that and I needed to see where the audience was, and I realized okay they're on my side, and I sang great the rest of the night. It was just. It was just one of those you, things. So you probably, it was probably a little something, and then anxiety it was a, It was a little over. something, and the anxiety turned it into a Whew. big something. Yeah. And then you had to kind of take away the anxiety again, yeah. Do I
3: you, mean, no, sorry, go ahead, you. Sorry, do you have the option to lip sync? Was that one of the options you really had? No, that
1: wasn't an actual option. That
3: was just a joke option.
1: I don't know what would have happened if they were all like, I or that I could lip sync. Yeah. Got the live band, I, most could, of it. I could stand here and play my songs through my iPhone, <laughs> and then I could just, just t- do stand a live here commentary, and do, a live in, commentary. And do, do the jig around a yeah. cardboard cutout of myself. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. I,
3: I saw um, George Carlin once live, and he like lost his place because of like a frog in his throat. Yeah, and then he he, he stopped down. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna like take a break. Uh, <clears throat> just give me a second. Uh, I just need to think." And then he um, starts drinking like from a glass that looks kind of like just a booze glass. And then someone's like, "Yeah!" He's like, "No, fuck you. Uh, this is <laughs> this is not booze. I don't fucking drink booze. This is uh, this is flat room temperature Coca Cola." And then, That's and supposed to be good for your throat. Yeah, he says, like, it's an opera wow. singer, like, was like, told him a long time ago. He's like, Yeah, if you need a quick soothe, yeah. it kind of just all the sugar or, like, you know, syrup just kind of coats it and just, it's kind of a quick fix. Yeah, Elton John
1: show. is all just Diet Coke. He's got cans of Diet Coke next to his piano wrapped in paper so nobody sees that he's, like, promoting Diet Coke. But it's, it's soda. Sort of well, like, the cat's it, out of the bag it, now. Out of the bag Josh. now. <laughs> but flat. Pay right? the man, Diet Coke. <laughs> Take those labels yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Open up those cans. Open up those cans. <laughs> the audience starts demanding it in mass have you ever met you must have have sung with Elton John yeah I've sung with him a couple times I met him once Um, at a bad religion concert it was not at a bad religion concert (laughs) bring on the band
2: you
4: cunt third row center Elton John
1: Um, (laughs) yeah I went to I went I I thought this was going to be good religion (laughs) That was a John Lennon impression. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad for my taste. <laughs> is there any other kind of yes, religion, yes. really? If you think I, 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 I knew this religion would be bad, but this is horrible. This puts the bad in bad religion. No religion, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. I guess I don't have to imagine how bad this is. I'm actually seeing it.
4: <laughs> Robert
1: Smek is. If you need someone to well, voice over John Lennon and well another Forrest played. Gump, we're well, here. Well <laughs> I don't think you know. Uh, once, uh, once you're letting your Yoko sing on Double Fantasy. I don't think you're allowed to shit on any other <laughs> Oh, my line. God. Did
4: you see the uh, Bill Burr on his podcast uh, broke down the performance uh, on, uh, I forget what show it was, but Chuck Berry and John Lennon singing on the show. No. And, like, just talking about Yoko just being back there. And someone took it and put it on YouTube. I saw it on Reddit the other day. And, and just, like, because the Bill Burr podcast, he just talks to himself. So, it's <laughs> Bill, which is a am- Bill's fucking phenomenal. And I could listen to Bill He's talk one of the best. And, uh... So he's just breaking this performance down, and the person put it up on YouTube with the performance in the background. So like the moments you talk, like he's talking oh, about, wow. it's like oh, like up. it's a commentary. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, there's this moment where she's off in the fucking back over there with a goddamn drums just drumming away, and John Lennon's so fucking pussy whipped, he's singing his dream thing, and you can see the moment. You see the moment in Chuck Berry's face <laughs> when she opens her fucking mouth <laughs> and just screams. <laughs> <laughs> and they pause it, and Chuck Berry has the widest oh, eyes. Shit. The day the music died. I not believe
3: what's happening. Did you, uh, did you hear phenomenal. Yoko and Sonic Youth put out an album last year? Nothing but hooks. Nothing but hooks on that one. <laughs>
1: Wow! <laughs> Should we all pass like the Yoko story? Anyone else got a stone? Yoko. <laughs> yeah, I Do you have a good Yoko? Stone? No. no, no, I don't. Unfortunately. Remember when she cameoed on? She
4: Matt follows about me on you. Twitter. That's
1: about it. You remember that? She, <laughs> she cameoed on, Matt. You on <laughs> she cameo- <laughs> what? <laughs> she does. You know, she. Follow- I-, I saw like Yoko Ono is following you on Twitter. She I'm also like, follows Popeye's Chicken. Yeah, exactly right. She's I'm following not like a million and a half people. Nothing uh-huh. wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. It was just like it's just an interesting. Collection of I wonder what got that chicken from Popeyes would sound like out of her mouth. That'd be amazing. Oh, gets- don't you see? You have to be very careful because if you sing that, Popeyes is going to be like yoink, and then <laughs> yeah. going to be like Josh Groban for Popeyes chicken. Me and Elton, <laughs> pay us <laughs> Diet Coke the Popeyes, Popeyes Diet chicken. Culture. I actually have a love affair going on with uh, with California Pizza Kitchen on Twitter. Uh, I just I love it very much. I well, grew up I grew up with it. You know I, the, I'm, APK, the inventor I'm, of the the barbecue chicken pizza. I live tweet my barbecue chicken chop salad uh, experiences uh, for free. It's a good salad. It's a good salad. It's a good salad. So I did I did get to uh, uh, I did get to meet Elton John. I went to a El, I went to see him in Vegas at the Colise- at Oh the, yeah, uh, yeah, At the, at the Caesar's, Caesar. and uh, we went we went backstage. And was that the La Chapelle show? Was that the David yes. La Chapelle design oh, show? Yeah, yeah that was yeah, with, yeah. The, with the, the, the inflatable, inflatable lips and all the stuff Red going. piano, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. this really awesome and it's funny that I just got back from Philadelphia, but the, but when he sings when he sings Philadelphia Freedom, there's this fucking amazing collage, this yeah. Dave La Chapelle video that's yeah. gorgeous. And so we met met him backstage and his hands are like fucking baseball mitts. And they're the strongest hands that you've... I mean, it's, it's Elton John, Yeah. but his hands are like fucking robo-hands. Oh, my just God. Just from playing, you know... Yeah. Just from playing piano. Absolutely. Uh, but he was f- incredible. Did yeah.
3: anyone come out and crump during the there show? There was not
1: any. There was, there was a crump-free <laughs> no show. No, David LaChapelle but show But this then. was in 2003 was, or four that's so That's when this, the
3: movie came out, I think. That's when Rise came out.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, no, no. There was no... There was, was Courtney Love there? She was not there. Uh, Do you have a good Courtney Love story? Um, I think let's <laughs> keep one, people, one of know. the uh, one of the speaking f- of Yoko's I have a funny picture of me and Courtney Love from the World Music Awards in like 2003, 2004 and Celine, Celine Dion was on the TV screen in the green room doing one of her songs and Courtney Love for whatever reason just like pulls me down to the floor. We're not going to sit in a chair to watch this performance. Let's kneel on the floor to watch this performance <laughs> and Courtney Love pulls me down on the floor and oh, I wish there was cameras near. This is the funniest, seriously the funniest picture. I'll show you this picture in a minute. Um, but it's I, I just look so confused and <laughs> Courtney Love's got like a dangling cigarette out of her fingers and I've got like, a, like, a, like a, an Irish vest and like... <laughs> like, like,
2: like <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like like I've I, I've still I've still like got a little bit of that kind of image but but Back in 2003, I was like all that, all about that, and uh, all about the Irish vest. All about the Irish I, I, couldn't, uh, yes. I couldn't be yeah. seen on stage without an Irish you, vest. You know what? No one else is doing it. You no guys. one else is doing this thing. Someone's yeah. gonna. I'm gonna be the one to bring this, this to the stage. So unpunk it's punk. Yeah. What kind of vest is that? <laughs> <laughs> it looks vaguely Irish. Yeah. Anybody ready for some good religion? All right. <laughs> 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 give us a good time you raise religion. me up, folks. All right. Jaskrowan picking yeah, up God, where okay.
4: Riverdance left off. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, jig. You can't jig without a vest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and it's it's so that's that's my only thing. It's just an odd watching of Celine Dion with Courtney Love <laughs> on the floor. Did she, was she enjoying it? Oh, she was. The, the picture of us is just like, oh my god. It was just it was just we were both in awe of wow. the Celine. Yeah, she. Um, uh, I had two experiences with her. One at the Video Music Awards one year in like '95. I, I told you the story where yep. she's just basically yelled at, like they were sound checking and she was yelling at her band. And, and, and they were like why don't you guys fucking play and, and they were trying to explain to her that was this, this Hole yes this yeah. was Hole and she was yelling at Eric Erlinson that she was trying to ex- they were trying to explain to her that the sound, the audio hadn't hadn't connected the instruments yet, <laughs> but it didn't like that type of logic was not right. would, Could did not stand. Oh, oh that technical issue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was still you know, not like, plugged in. Shut up! You don't even know how to play guitar, Eric. Like she was yelling and like, stuff like that. <laughs> He's like, Courtney, no, I do insist. I know how to play. Yeah. There's no amplification. Yeah, there's there. no amplification. <laughs> yeah. I do. No, I technically. Yeah. Know I, t- how I have to play. taken lessons. There's a reason you hired me for this band. Yeah. One day. And then she she was receiving an, a. An award for something I don't I can't imagine what. Uh, But then she it was it was for MTV and then she was talking about how this show that I used to host singled out was the like was the worst show and it like she didn't like the way that it categorized people. It was just basically like of all the people that could come out with the humanitarian argument against singled out, it was Courtney Love. And then I ran into her at the K Rock Acoustic Christmas that that year, and I was like, "Hey, how come you hated my show?" She was like, "I don't know, whatever." Like she just sort of shrugged it off, (laughs) and I wanted to be like, "No, no, 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 no! You don't get to do that. Anyone else could do that, not you, not you." She's like, hey, Chris, sit on the floor with me. Let's watch <laughs> <Yeah>. this. Kneel <laughs> with me, brother. Yeah. You know, An assistant
3: uh, rolls up a screen with Celine. <laughs> yeah, not, I,
1: I come here to think sometimes. That's, in the words that's, of Celine. That's yeah. her crack. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've, you've sung with Celine. Yes. Before. Yeah. I, well, I got kind of one of my first, my first big breaks with Celine. I was It was at the Grammys in 1999. And I was, I was, you know, this was right after David had found me through this voice teacher, David Foster. So he calls me up three weeks after he first discovered me and said, "You know, hey, you were really great at this event. I sung at this thing for the governor, and I'm at the Grammys. Selena's here. Uh, Andrea Bocelli is here. They're supposed to sing a duet. Andrea Bocelli is sick. Whoa. Can't can't show up to the rehearsal. I was in math class. Basically, I was 17. Still, I was going to L.A. County High School for the Arts." And, so, uh, sort of math class.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
1: magic. <Math-a-magic. Yeah. laughs> Here are yeah, two apples. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> if two doves appear from my sleeves, <laughs> how many do your agents uh, get? Yeah, and Jennifer. Did and-
3: I get it right? No, you didn't, but you tried your best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now let's all have barbecue chicken pizzas. Yay! If Jennifer does five high kicks down the hallway. <laughs> You can do anything. Yeah, then you can do anything. Yeah. Class
3: over.
4: Then she'll get cast in the reboot
1: of Fame. That is a correct answer. Yeah, yeah.
4: Lunchtime. Everyone get
1: yeah. your avocados. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> 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 We're going to take down oh, Crossroads at the Belief Fest. Yeah, at the Chopping Festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Our lacrosse team sucked so bad. Okay. <laughs> um. Just try to be
2: aggressive. Act like you're being aggressive. Yeah. Give me that ball. <laughs>
3: it's a stick, not a baton.
1: No, <laughs> no, no, no. You have to
2: get it in the net. Stop, stop coordinating early. your
1: dance moves. But
3: then that's the movie. The coach is able to take those uh, talents and turn it into a good lacrosse team. That's right. So they spin the, like, the baton,
1: and it gets into the goal. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there it is. That's the happy ending. That's the happy ending. Not, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not real life. That's that's not that's not what actually happened. Uh <laughs> What do you know about real life LA <laughs> County School for the Arts? Uh touche. <laughs> yeah, that really was the class where um <laughs> My history teacher was like,
0: "Well, where where is your essay
1: that you were supposed to do?" And I said, "I rehearsal ran really late." And she goes, "Oh, I'm sure you tried your best. Bring it <laughs> in in a few days." she was right. Rehearsal always ran late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got pulled out of anyway. You got pulled out of fake I digress. Class. Yeah, uh, and, t- and 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 went to the. This is when the Grammys were at the Shrine Auditorium, and went to the went to the Shrine and david foster hadn't like thought this through i mean i, was, I just left class and because they totally let you do that by the way can i leave class no but i have to sing go on <laughs> <laughs> at the grammys at the gra- yeah, yeah. Oh, what no. are you still doing here
3: we'll need a full report when you get back
1: <laughs> that's right right I'd take I'd, I'd the say, school
3: no. helicopter Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then then a ladder just drops down from outside of the
1: window. He just (laughs) and it's Julie Andrews.
2: Quick, come up,
1: get up here.
3: Harrison Ford is the pilot. Yeah, a rhinestone helicopter. How about that?
1: Yeah, Harrison Ford is just pissed as always. Hang on, kid. Hang on, (laughs) kid. Oh Lordy, I don't even know. Don't touch my weed. Hang your, on. Your fake story is so much better than my real. I like story. Julie Andrews as Chewbacca.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think she's
1: got it. Right. By, <laughs> by Jove! So you get to the Grammys, you're get supposed to, to sing. No pass. I'm standing outside the, the shrine. This giant bodyguard. I'm saying basically, like you know, I've got to get in there and sing with Celine. They're like, Yeah, right. I'm with my dad, and uh, and I wind up going in, and and uh, and it was it was an amazing experience. Celine was really really cool. My hand was shaking. Uh, She took my hand and was like, "Okay, our our new choreography is I'm going to hold your hand through this because I was was terrified. But it went really well. And and like that was at a time when now at the Grammys, everybody's siloed. Everybody's in their own dressing rooms. You know, Lil Wayne will be in his place and Ozzy will be in his place. Nobody sees anybody ever. At the shrine, everybody's sitting out in the audience and watching everybody else's rehearsal. So while we're doing this rehearsal, Madonna's sitting out there, Aerosmith is sitting out there. They're just waiting for their rehearsal out there because there's no space for dressing rooms backstage. So uh, it was a big moment. Andrea Bocelli maybe was not going to possibly show up. So they're telling me, go buy a suit. Uh, Jesus and, Christ! Yeah, no, it was it was a star. That really, that really yeah. is a moment of like, you yeah. get up here, yeah, exactly right. And I'm I'm even standing on stage and they're going, "Where's this Groban kid? Groban? Brolin? Where's Where's this? Kid? Where's <laughs> Josh Brolin? <this? laughs> Bring <laughs> us Josh Brolin." Yeah.
3: And was there also like a, a like a possibility of Bocelli showing back up?
1: I was hope I was I was hoping that he would because as much as I was thrilled to kind of do a nervous rehearsal, like I was not ready to do this with her on on camera to millions of people. So he does show up, and so I was off the hook, but. In the audience at that rehearsal, there were so many people that it wound up being like a really big break for me. They, they had seen me at that rehearsal, and it kind of wound up being a thing. 10 years later I actually got to sing that song with Bocelli at the Grammys on the telecast so it was like a full circle moment but uh, but yeah no, I, I, I when I look back at how the stars aligned it was really like That's old it was it was like the last fleeting moments of old school Hollywood like, you're the yeah, least yeah, pretentious yeah. person I've ever met by the way because you you can you say that and it just sounds like oh okay like it, it just sounds very sweet and not it doesn't sound like oh Bocelli it's like oh 10 years later I got to sing it with Bocelli it's just like so or nice most pretentious person ever because no big deal
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and NBD, bro. Yeah, NBD. Because <laughs> no big deal. That's
3: that's the, the name of your book at the end of your
1: list. <laughs> no big deal, <laughs> because no big deal. <laughs> You've sung with Elton, right? Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just thought everyone had. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah sure. you
3: guys oh, didn't get plucked out of you your heaven. You should. Oh, you should sing with Elton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You it's should try so it. Fun. <laughs> can't. That's he, so. That's that's fucking awesome. He's though. a very generous duetter. <laughs> 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 you know, he gives you the strong mm-hmm. harmony. Mm-hmm. Like he just, uh, he's there for support. Yeah. I He's saw, there to support. You'll see. You'll yeah, see. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I saw him and uh, Billy Joel on their face-to-face tour, and it was the best thing oh, in the world. Oh,
1: shit. That sounds awesome. It I just amazing. adore them together.
4: They would just put their pianos together.
3: <laughs> yeah. did, did they go their songs back and forth? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was great. And it did they like
4: sing? The like Daffy and Donald and Who Framed Roger Rabbit? They, they would sing each other's songs. They would like, pick up verses every. What was the songs. best? Oh, that they sounds like so much fun. They would the do What was the best song? What
1: was the best mashup? Uh, well... Chopsticks? Uh, C- crocodile Rock.
4: <laughs> they did Crocodile
1: Rock? Yeah, of course they did. God damn mm-hmm. it. Why wouldn't
4: they do Crocodile Rock?
1: Did they do Allentown, and didn't Elton go, shh, pff, ah. Uh No, they didn't do
4: Allentown. Piano Man was great. I mean, they, if, if, they played Piano Man? Of course they did. They played
3: Candle in the Wind, too? Yes. <laughs> what? Are we just going to go to the whole playlist? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did they play? Uh, Josh, hang on a second. Did they play? <laughs> did they play each other's songs? Did did like yes. did Billy Joel like just go into Circle of Life? Yes, yes, not Circle of Life. <laughs> Deep cut Groban. <laughs> they actually both just covered Phil Collins from the Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> nice.
2: There's
1: there <laughs> there's a really awesome. Uh, I, I found this when I was in England, and I guess it's a couple of years old. Uh, a couple, maybe a couple years old. But there's a um, there's an Australian like mix duo called I think it's called Pinnau, and they did a they Poen? They, no, they did it. They they took a bunch of deep cut Elton John songs and fucking remixed them like techno disco style with Linkin Park. Fucking, they did not do no. that. <laughs> they did not do that, and it's fucking awesome. Wow, uh, and I got I want to find it. But would, would do? You, were you sort of? Did you ever tour with him, or was it just like? Oh, we did one performance at the with, Grammys. Uh, with Elton, with yeah. an, with Elton or with Andrea Bocelli? No, with Elton. Uh, well, no, with Elton. Uh, it was a it was a charity event. It was a couple of charity events. We were both on the bill, and we just decided to kind of join forces. Holy shit! Here we go. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, you, show, you showed me this
1: one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is great. Oh, Daft Punk. Yes, yeah. check check it out. This is just. I did. I was not aware of the song. Here we go. Two,
2: three, four. Fucking yeah.
1: You know this song? Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean this is. I thought I knew a lot of Elton John songs, but I was not. I think this is off of Honky Tonk Man. I mean, this is like early, early. Yeah, his voice is
3: so
2: pretty.
0: It's
2: pretty
1: young. Yeah.
3: That's a that's a straight Elton voice, man. That's like
1: this is smooth, isn't it? Yeah, I could cool, get yeah. massaged to that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they would
2: need a happy and ending. will.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole album of that. They like they just took a whole bunch of his songs. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, who? Uh, are, do you... Who have you? Other uh, people that you've wanted to sing with, or have you pretty much like is your bucket list full of check marks? My bucket list at the is pretty much just always just Bjork.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Have you ever? No. I had a chance to meet her at the Hollywood Bowl once, and I just decided not to, because there's some people that are just like, you just don't want to. Don't it. ruin it. Don't she's ruin been, it. She's
3: been know? doing a bunch of like weird off shows, like family
1: tree shows. Yeah, and, well, and I, I saw her at the Science Center in, in, uh, in the Bronx in New York. You two should lunch. collaborate. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She could take your voice and do like really insane Crazy Bjorky things. things yes, get Matmos and get all those guys. Um, I know cover I, a Bjork song. Cover Hyper Ballad. There you go. And then, then she'll come. They yes. she did that with the Brusky Quartet, though. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Did you ever hear the brusky Quartet no. cover of hyper ballad? No. It's fucking awesome. I'm gonna turn her hyper ballad into a really level-headed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> level-headed, mellow mellow ballad. <laughs> level-headed.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not. It's like I stay away from the edge of the cliff to yes. be safe. I'm
1: gonna I give don't... her. I'm gonna give her ballad riddling. Yeah. and <laughs> It's gonna calm and way down. Don't throw down. things off that aren't mine. <laughs> this is this is the brusky Quartet. They're the. Ba- I love them so much. You've never heard this? No. This is a great album.
2: We we'll live on a mountain you can
3: just listen to Of this course song we do. repeat
1: right. yeah i <laughs> <laughs> mouthing the words I
4: love this song so much I feel like uh, string players get really excited when they get to the
1: pluck so oh, oh, you yeah. think they did a the uh, little pizzicato yeah. stuff? Do you mind if we do some pits on this? Do you mind?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go for it, bro. I'll just throw it in there. We're just throwing some pits. Yeah. Sounds like little, Andrew Bird a lot. A lot of pluckings. Is this? Oh, is this? Is she bad. singing live with them in this, or is this a remix? I feel like they just took her vocals. Gotcha. And yeah. Yeah. This sounds like the original vocal. And they just layered.
2: Stop <laughs> acting out the words,
1: Jonah. <laughs>
4: Here, just I just want you to hear the chorus part because it's really fucking rad.
2: Nice. Ugh. Ugh.
1: It's just so good. Yeah,
3: here's a debate I've always had about the song. It's a sad song, right? Yeah, yeah. I was trying. Into- I've gone to gone in multiple arguments with people. I've worked at record stores before, so it comes up a lot. Okay, and uh, like you know, people go. It's like no, it's a it's a happy song. She's talking about how like much she's in love with this guy and all the and like I was like, no, she's talking about the things she has. She has to contemplate suicide to feel better about being. With I this wonder guy. what my
1: body would sound like smashing against those rocks. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> um, I'm gonna put that in the depressed. But, like, but box. what they what they're hearing is like uh like you know going back. Like, you know, to be with the guy and being happier, you right. know, with like, it's like, so It's
1: basically a song about sweeping things under the rug.
3: Yes, exactly. It's, it's
1: yeah. I, I I read a Which review of... happy. I read a review. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's how yeah, you stay happy. Her
1: body against the rock. she's just looking for a killer bass <laughs> drum yeah, yeah. sound. Like, yeah. she's just looking for that next... She just needs percussion. Yeah, yeah. She's oh looking for that God. next level <laughs> shit. <laughs> See, because I, I read a review of, like, one of the first shows that she did when she was doing that residency here, and they said her voice was... Like mind blowing, it's incredible. Right. She's got one of the best, li- like animalistic, live primal vocals. I'm a big ever Sugar heard. Cubes fan. Oh yeah, uh, me Sugar too. Cubes are great. Incredible.
3: All those videos. I like, too. <laughs>
1: Sweet and Low. There's a, no. th- I have an old no. CD of hers where she no. went by her full name, which I can't pronounce. Her Bjork name. Goodman's daughter. Oh my God, that's right. Goodman's uh, daughter. Yeah.
2: Went, what,
3: She's was John Glinglow. Goodman's daughter.
1: Uh, the, was that. <laughs> <laughs> Two <laughs> fucking word plays in a row, man. Come on. Uh, Sweet and low and John uh, Goodman's daughter. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> you. I'm, <laughs> Gling,
3: I'm not sorry. Did you ever hear Glinglow? Yeah, Glinglow. Yeah, Glinglow. That, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that was between Sugar Cubes and her going solo, right? Right.
1: As far as I remember. Yeah, that was basically, the Glinglo is like that sort of like, it's, it's like an Iso- I, like Icelandic loungy. Da-din-dang, yeah, da-din-dang, yeah. Da-din-dang,
3: yeah.
4: yeah fucking... we all have that frame of reference. Icelandic lounges.
3: <laughs> well, the, you know, like music, like as far as I can remember, music wasn't really allowed in Iceland for like a very long time. And oh, I had so, no idea. And so like, it's like all their music is like very, that's why it's, everything's real esoteric and coming from a different well, place yeah, than since, anybody Since else. we're
1: just playing a lot of songs. Um, since we're? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I lump all of us in. This is Glengo.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh. All that early stuff of hers was very jazzy. It was like like jazz quartet stuff. Tip your waitress. (laughs) 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 Which uh, which means something different in Icelandic. (laughs) (laughs) Try the veal. Try the veal. It's like a D.
3: Ramsey Lewis. And all the original Sugar Cube's music videos were done by Michel Gondry. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Right. Hello, Josh. This is York, I would like you to come sing a song with me. You know about the rainbow factory,
2: but I, it's
3: actually a I'm night. Sorry. It's a night rainbow. <laughs>
1: it's a night
3: rainbow. Night rainbow is my favorite Dio song.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: night rainbow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I think it should happen. I'm Bjork, who I'm right. sure listens to the podcast, has mm-hmm. yeah. be like,
3: but
2: yeah. I I thought
1: I was the only one who wanted to
3: record with Josh Groban. Yeah. I don't realize. Anyway, back to Bjork. Anyway. I think that... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we've gotten off topic uh, here.
1: George, so, I, so want Bjork. To, I want to sing a song about fig spread.
3: Um, do, you want to, do, he- it. do you want to hear my impression of a, the human embodiment of a party bummer? Sure. Uh, hey, you guys just want to hang out and watch Dancer in the Dark? <laughs> yeah,
1: sure, come on. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to hear my impression of a pompous illiterate? Sure. I said I can't read.
2: Hey <laughs> This is it. Thank you. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 Cool. Um, did you uh, uh, did you see it did you go see any of the Bjork shows or no? Uh, I did I sing it any? No, did you see any of? Have you seen? It I've seen. Yeah, I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl with fireworks uh, like five years ago. It was mind blowing. It was incredible. Uh, and then I just saw her at uh, I saw her at, yeah, like, at the Science Place in the Bronx. It was just like a hundred people, and that's she awesome. she turned a, a Tesla coil into a synthesizer. I think that's so amazing that that you still have one. Like with everything you've done, at seventeen. Yeah, you're singing in front of all these people. Uh, you know, all these people at the Grammys just out at a moment's notice. But Bjork is the one person you're like. I don't think I could say hi to her. No, it's so true because I don't guess, and I've I've. I've been very, 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 very fortunate to have been able to sing with some of my absolute heroes. But she, uh, she's just kind of up there. Do you, have a certain, um, do you have a certain thing, an expectation, or some type of personal algorithm? Like when you go do a crazy show like with Elton John, do you go, I want it to go this way? <laughs> or, or do you pretty much as like you just sort of showing up and getting the experience, do you just appreciate the process of it? You kind of have to – I find that if you try to build it up too much in your head, you do worse. Performance-wise, I just think that like for me if I if I just try and think to myself, okay, this is This is way bigger than any one kind of fantasy or dream that you have about the situation try and just not fuck up Then you can look back at it and say I did really well I can always put that feather in my cap of like okay. We I did the job. We did the thing. It was it was great but yeah, you have those moments where uh, you try to just not do anything or sing anything or think anything so you can just remember What's going on on stage? Aretha Franklin was an example of that. Oh, shit. I got to sing with Aretha, and that was an amazing experience because uh, this was for uh, Nelson Mandela's 90th birthday concert. and uh, Four years ago. Uh, that's very true. You're welcome. At uh, Radio City Musical. And, uh, and so we rehearsed in her dressing room, and basically the rehearsal with Aretha is, is moot because you, what happens is when she puts the mic to her mouth, you shut the hell up. And when she decides she's going to take the mic down and look up to the heavens, that's when you can fill in the gaps and uh and it was it was an amazing thing because it was it was basically like okay well let's just figure out what what the duet's going to be in real time yeah oh, what wow. was the song it was uh what we did we actually we did you raise me up yeah, shit. she did that with me holy shit yeah, yeah. and are you do you feel like well, I'm do you, is your is your mentality like I just need to not fuck it up or is or do you sort of like oh, I'm going to bring some shit to this song? Like do you sort of feel like not 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 in a not in an aggressively competitive way where you're like oh, I'm going to try to match that. Well, there's definitely a feeling of you just want to you don't want to overstep any boundaries and you don't want to certainly I mean when you have two voices like hers and mine that are so different you don't want to try and infiltrate her world and you don't want to try and like, certainly you don't want to, you know, she's the master. And in a situation like that, you basically have to look at it as this is going to be a master class, and just try and try and keep up. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's an amazing honor and you've got to kind of have to psych yourself out to say, okay, well, I'm, you know, this is Aretha Franklin right here and just try to do the best you can. And, uh, And no, you don't want to try and overstep because you're not going to be able to. Do you? uh, Now that people have sort of uncovered, like, oh, Josh is funny, and you know he likes to fuck around. Is it? Is it? Is it sort of? Are you sort of sorry in a way that people are like, hey, it'd be really funny if you sang this ridiculous song (laughs) with your really nice voice. Like, are you tired of getting those requests? No, I mean, I think it's. I think it's actually really fun and funny because I always used music in comedy when I was younger too. So I, I think it's. It's amazing that it's. It's taken me this long to kind of start doing that a little bit, but I, you, certainly when you do stuff like I did this thing with Kanye, the Kanye tweets for, for Jimmy Kimmel, I sang some of Kanye's tweets, and that was really fun. Um, and I did I did a thing on the Tim and Eric Awesome Show where I sang uh, I Casey's, Casey's Casey's <laughs> songs, but I did those because I was I was sincerely a fan of those shows and I really wanted to kind of blend those both both worlds if it's funny and if it's intelligent I've got no problem doing it it's just sometimes a, a copy of a copy of a copy of a joke can just get really watered down yeah what is your daily I'm curious uh, because I, what is that do you hear like a there was There's a, a static thing is that much is it is that AC alright Well, just, you okay Chris your nose is bleeding right? <laughs> <Anything>. <laughs> what year is it
4: <laughs> are those <laughs> are those
1: bloodstains <laughs> around your nipples what's no, going on oh my god
2: I have nipples <laughs> I have six nipples.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We all do. It would be amazing if we all just got (laughs) Ebola right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just right now.
1: Anyway, Bjork. (laughs) It's just like that's that's punked in like twenty-five years when they can't surprise anyone anymore, like Hey man, we gave Ebola to everyone yeah. in the room. We're all dying of Ebola and Ashton Kutcher runs out and yeah. like Punked! Oh, oh. Oh, I don't feel good. <laughs> and then he drops dead. Yeah. Um Are you uh, uh what is your daily do you have to do a daily vocal uh routine? Um if I'm on the if I'm on the road, it's a real crazy regimen. Uh you know, it's it's a lot of sitting around and eating things from the minibar, uh, <laughs> followed by uh, followed by yeah. You're you're just sitting, you're basically waiting. Like your whole life revolves around getting rest for for the show. So um, I try to I try to do a lot of warming up every day. I try not to overdo it. You don't want to leave it in the dressing room. You know, I think that sometimes singers can can kind of over rehearse and over warm up because they're so so afraid that it's just not going to be there out there that they sing it so much backstage that once they get out there they're actually kind of tired. So I try to I try to warm up a little bit, but generally I think as long as you have a set list that warms you up, right? Because I've got to do like twenty three songs in a night with no intermission. So. Jesus Christ! Um, so it's it's a lot of singing. It's like two hours of straight singing.
3: How long does it take you to come down after a,
1: a set? Um, it's I'm, I'm a night owl after a show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Is it just do you think, like you're just jazz. You're just like, kind of yeah, got it.
3: Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go I
1: mean, you're you're bored as hell before the show. You're yeah. just kind of playing iPhone games and just trying to not nap basically and then you go out there and you just you're just kicked into this overdrive of adrenaline and uh and so then you then you stay up you know you stay up but that's that's honestly why you know so many artists especially in the 70s and 80s just kind of became addicts is because they were trying to match the high of being on stage they had they were and they were bored uh alice cooper used to talk about the reason he became an alcoholic was just because he couldn't leave the hotel you know he was just sitting around for 22 hours a day, you know, and then he was on stage and he felt the high of his life and then the rest of it he just needed to drink, you know? Yeah. Or I think think maybe with drugs, with certain types of drugs, it's keeping the high up, but I think also... It's bringing you down. With alcohol, and that's with depressant stuff, it's like... I have to calm down, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. they just, because they're still, like, Ugh. Yeah, I, be- I was very lucky early on in life that I realized, like, video games did that for me. And uh, Oh, what are you playing right to, now? Uh, Last of Us. Yes, cl- yeah. my girlfriend's been playing that, and I've yeah. been watching her. Yeah, it's and pretty it's good. It's real sad. Yeah.
2: It's
4: kind of just like playing it.
1: It is sad. Yeah. <laughs> But I put, but uh, BioShock I fucking love. You should watch the screen too. I've been playing fucking Animal Crossing for the past couple of days like, <laughs> you got
2: the DS I did. She was like, it?
1: "You have to play Animal Crossing." I don't want to play Animal Crossing, and so I finally got a DS just basically to to make her leave me alone about it. Yeah. And on, and I fucking can't put it down. Oh man. I cannot put it. so like talk about Talk about like a, like a come down. It's it's like a, it's basically like a digital Zen garden, right? That you just can't, absolutely you can't stop. Once I once I get rid of all my coins from Scramble, and I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to pay for any more coins. That's just that's the worst. You're not going to pay for more coins. Nope. So once I once I finish all my Scramble games, I'm out of coins. To keep my high going after a great concert, the crowd's going nuts. I play Guitar Hero on the back of my tour bus, <laughs> hey. just to keep the crowd roaring. <laughs> yeah, and also like it's I can't play guitar. For you shit. suck. <laughs> I can't play guitar for the life of me, but I'm like masterful at Guitar Hero.
3: You're walking off the stage now for the real show. <laughs>
2: yeah, now
3: for the Has anyone
1: built a guitar that basically <laughs> operates like the Guitar Hero
3: guitar, <laughs> yes. so that it actually
2: produces? Really? There, there,
3: yeah, there, I used to have a toy guitar called One Man Jam. Uh, that wow. was exactly like that. It was, I got in it in, like, 98. It was the saddest, oh, yes. Was it like, yeah, yeah. Was, it, was, was it? sad little, Hawa- yeah.
1: this sad little chubby Hawaiian boy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was like, it was really. a one-man band, you guys. I think it was one Kawasaki made it. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was a... like, you get it at, like, Radio Shack. Was it green?
3: Yes, it was. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it has, like, all these, like, beats yeah. and stuff. And then, like, a voice, you know, one-man, one-man jam. And then you could, like, you could turn up the speed and slow it down so
1: you could like mix it up. That's like, the only whoa, 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 way to say whoa, whoa, whoa. the words
2: one-man jam, by the way. One-man jam. <laughs> one-man jam. <laughs> one-man jam. Yeah.
1: Uh, is that the one-man jam? I don't hear you. I'm I w- yeah. sorry. That I, that wish they would make, I wish they would make Kitar Hero. Oh, I, I think that the, personally, shit. Personally, I think that would be a really cool idea.
2: Oh,
4: that would be fantastic. Yeah, but they, <laughs> made, they made a controller for uh, a game that was uh, every fret, every string had a button. Ooh. Yeah, and then they realized let's just make Rocksmith where
1: you can just plug in a guitar, like a <laughs> guitar and play. Well, there was that great South Park episode about like, well, kids, why don't you just <laughs> learn to play the real guitar? Check yeah. this out, kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. check mm-hmm. this out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> well,
3: that's what I hated about like a rock band, where you know, because I grew up playing drums, and then to just like, I was like, oh, I'll fucking kill it at rock, and then I, and it's not the same. No, no I not can't. at it's all. Not yeah. the same. And you're just like, and then like everyone's like, I thought you said you played drums. I'm like, I'm yeah. really good at real things. I play real drums. I can't
4: play Guitar Hero guitar. On stage
1: yeah. with a band, there's not fucking stars flying yeah. at me in 3D <laughs> that I have to hit. Well, just you're tits doing, tits it just you're tits doing it wrong because I'm so good. <laughs> well, John Mayer was sitting behind me on the plane to sh- to Philadelphia <laughs> uh-huh. a couple days ago, and I texted you, Matt, and yeah. you were like, "Get him on the podcast." I'm like, "I'm not going to turn around and start just bugging John find Mayer." Out what happened to him?
4: What you, What happened? <laughs> what do you mean? Just close your mouth every once in a while, John. Just keep playing. Oh, is that? That's oh. all. That's all I'd like. Yeah. I don't know. He's such a good guitar player. Like, he's a phenomenal guitar player. And then every so often I'll read something that (laughs) he he said. said, And I'm like,
1: I I teach you to read. That's that's a hard
3: thing to do when, like, you like a musician or something like that and they say something
1: horrible. That's why I didn't want to meet Bjork. Yeah, because I saw a <laughs> video of her punching someone outside of an airport. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you oh, don't, she don't you don't had a long flight. flight and they uh, were trying. You to, know how
4: many fucking well, views that would have. She, Bjork punches Josh Groban.
1: She had just had a long concert. Seriously. Yeah, that's you need to make this happen. Uh, you said YouTube gold. I'd give anything for that black eye. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think in I think in John Mayer's case, I think he. A lot of times when he says something awful, he's trying. It's he's going to be like, "Oh, this is going to be funny and edgy," and yeah. it just always comes off like, "Oh no, yeah, yeah. oh no."
3: What's that nice. crooner guy that uh, that parties a lot? Oh, you're talking about Andrew uh, WK. You're, ta- <laughs> you're, ta-
1: you're talking about crooner, a great, wonderful baritone. Until I
3: puke. You're talking Boobly. about. You're talking about Buble, Michael Buble. Yes, 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 yes. That's like uh, I like that. Like uh, I like that seeing that guy in interviews, just because he's he always has that puffy. I've just been drinking nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> kind of face. I fucking love it.
1: Harks back to the olden times mm. where you can do kind of like variety roasts and just be <laughs> just like functioning yeah, everything. Yeah. and every, It's an totally supported. Right. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, like absolutely. keep drinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, you know, those, those songs were great because part of the interpretation of those songs were just so relaxed and just, you know, kind of party-centric. You yeah. Yeah, can exactly. someone... <clears throat> maintain a career at, or with that lifestyle or sooner or later do you have to be like, well, I think it's either going to be this or the music because your voice, as you start to get older, your voice isn't going to... Yeah, it's it changes. My personal opinion is that it will absolutely catch up with you. It may catch up with some people later than other people. I mean, I look, you look at people like Ozzy Osbourne for instance he's got a great documentary going right now called God Bless Ozzy Osbourne it's it's amazing and he's totally sober now and he's completely coherent and he's singing great and the Sabbath stuff he's just done with Rick Rubin is amazing that album is surprisingly great it's great yeah. and, uh, and so you know, think to yourself okay well you know yeah if you keep doing it you know it will it will catch up with you because you know your your voice is is your instrument and you can't just polish it and put it away and and you know all that and but the
3: thing uh, the thing that turned out too about like how like you know everyone thought of Ozzy Osbourne during the Osbourne show is because his meds were all off and that's why he was like babbling all the oh, time oh he was he was oh, being, he was a mess
1: he was yeah, a mess during that show the doctors. yeah it was yeah. no it's true yeah well when i on uh, one of the in the early days of the podcast i did a thing where I went to his house and shot a video, and they let me take oh, yeah. the audio and make it a podcast. And he was fucking phenomenal, by the way. I didn't know what he was going to yeah. do. And then as we were packing up and getting ready to leave, I heard him upstairs doing vocal warm-ups, and it was just, it was just really weird to hear Ozzy Ozzy Bourne's voice going...
4: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's true.
1: All the rock guys that I know have some of the most uh, strict vocal regimens before they go on stage. And, and by the way, like they, they all know that they can't perform at that rock level without being clean. I mean, at this that's point, what happened
3: to uh, Headfield, James Headfield from
1: Metallica. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, now they've all got meditation gurus backstage. They're all doing, v- you know, video conference vocal almost with their voice teachers before every concert. Cause you take it for granted. Cause when you're at, in yeah. your twenties, you could drink fire Abs- and, and absolutely shove rocks into your mouth. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And then you just like sh- fire a gun into your larynx. What's this drink called? Fire rock?
3: Fire bullet, rock. I'll take yeah, it. fire
1: rock. Throat bullet. gunshot. Yeah, schnapps. <laughs> just schnapps. <laughs> just Jaeger. Just just yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and then as you start to get older, then they're like, oh, yeah, it really is like a muscle. It's a muscle. Yeah. And you can't just. Totally. You, well, because like I said, there's no worse feeling than being in front of 10,000 screaming people and just not b- being able to bring it. And I think that, you know, a lot of these guys that were that were partying really, really hard. Back when they could, are kind of trying to make up for lost time. So as hard as they were partying, is as hard as they are now taking B twelve shots now. Like they like they are going super super vegan, juicer, yoga. The, I mean, for, the first major one that I think we saw after the, after the post seventies rock boom, I think was Aerosmith. Actually, yeah. it might have been Elton. Yeah, we're getting sober. Yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. getting sober. Like it, it's what I, I I always loved this. I always. I know it's well. Maybe it was one of his biggest hits, but the song "I'm Still Standing" is a fucking great song because yeah, it's, it's just great. basically him describing yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, I almost died, and but <laughs> so, but I'm still here." And yeah. it was sort of like his. Well, his technically, sort of he's comeback. still sitting. He was still sitting, mm, yeah, yeah, but spiritually standing. Yes. I'm still sitting. Yeah, yeah. it's just that it, it just kind of has. What's a...
3: scary about that though is like they know the people who are partying and you know doing drugs and drinking, like the musicians. They know that a lot of post-sober albums are not very good. Hmm. And that's kind of got to be a pretty scary thing. But for post-sober guys. live concerts, I have always find, are always better. Metallica, like, the time I saw Metallica when I was a kid, the first concert I ever went yeah. to, and then the time I saw him last year at Outside Lands, yeah. was a, fu- like, the show I saw at Outside Lands was the fucking best show I've ever seen in my yeah, life. It was, I remember it was way better than when they were just fucking kind of going through
1: movie. it. Yeah, because they can't sustain, it, it's, a, it's a marathon when you're yeah. on tour. You're getting yourself ready for a complete marathon, and, and, if you're, and if you're fucked up, you can't, you just can't. How long before they bring it. in a second drummer like uh, Kiss? <laughs> Oh, is that what Kiss did? Okay, that's what Kiss
4: They had, like, they had, like. Do uh, they
1: have to add an animal? Like, oh, <laughs> it's a space chipmunk. Yes. Oh, it's the gopher. Yes. We already yeah, got cat. We already got, yeah. <laughs> we already got the joker. We already got the gargoyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's the drumming dingo.
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry, guys. I'm Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a, I've got a toy baby dangling oh, from my neck. Got to, go to represent my, 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 my homeland. Right. Yeah. Um,. Did you, uh, do, do you think, you, did, does your stuff get a lot of radio play, or does it just... Every so often, every so often we'll, we'll find something that, that really gets, you know, gets the right kind of play on the right kind of station, but generally, I feel, again, I've, I, I feel like I got into the music business right as the old school business was still kind of permeating, and the fan, the way the fans behaved towards music was, was just kind of that way. Now, I mean, I feel very lucky that I can release an album, and I know my fans want to listen to it from beginning to end it's not about like what the single is and so i think that sometimes when you're chasing what that next hit's going to be it can be you know it can be hit and miss is it challenging as a as someone who is clearly a very nice guy that because so much you know because i imagine so many of your fans have very emotional stories that they want to tell and it's it just like just finding that time like oh i just you know i'm trying to focus but you still want (laughs) to be nice but you still want to no i enjoy it i mean i i Truly, like, I feel like I've been very lucky that I've been able to have, you know, a good amount of success, but I also really can fly under the radar. Like, I don't feel bothered by by any of it. Like, I don't feel like I can't—I I'm I like being anonymous. I like sitting in the park with my dog for— a couple hours and just people watching and the fact that I don't have people taking my picture and following me around is heaven to me because I would lose my mind so when people do come up to me and they've got you just got... look like a dumb nerd that's why <laughs> I know right <laughs> until, <laughs> until
4: you call oh God. Until Guys, you... <laughs> can I borrow glasses Claude
1: <laughs> <laughs> until you call your dog from across the park Sparky
4: Sparky <laughs> and they was like oh shit where did this
3: camera come from Josh Groban damn yeah. this power that yes. sounded
4: like Josh Groban's hit Sparky
1: that's right <laughs> <laughs> yes because you know the paparazzi is only interested in great voices. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a song that everyone thinks is about one thing, but is secretly about something completely different? You raise me up is not about Viagra. Okay, all right. Uh, that's, finally, that's finally the yes. last word. Yes, all of his songs are about blow. Actually, everything else, yeah. <laughs> everything else, <laughs> the is.
3: movie. They're all about the movie Blow. Yeah.
1: Here's a funny thing. Yeah, okay. uh, uh, it's uh, about the movie Blow. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Love Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. your song yeah. Paul Rubens is cool, not as Pee Wee, is also yeah. a really great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you know?
2: No, per- what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Parenthetical people <pee-wee>.
2: right.
1: <laughs> My next one's about Fred Willard. It's incredible. <laughs> ah. Fernwood, your who's, Fernwood song. Who's coming to my show at the Bowl next week? I'm oh, he's so excited. I, him love, I love him to no end. He's great. Okay, he's really great. He's such a such a nice guy and, and like just ridiculously funny. And are you are you more friends with comedy people? You, you, I think you are friends with a lot of com- yeah. or, mu- or music people. Uh... You know, the music, I don't know, I, I find that, I don't know, maybe you disagree, but I, I find the comedy world to be very kind of inclusive and people are very nice to each other. And I find the music world sometimes to be very, uh, like everybody's got their own entourages and camps and teams and it's a little bit more competitive. But I don't That's know. because you're in the music industry. Maybe. Maybe in comedy, because I'm a musician. Yeah, if you're in it's comedy, people are pretty catty. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But and, and also, you actually have a real talent. And I and I honestly I can't say I I would imagine that a lot of a lot I wonder if a lot of pop stars now are a little insecure like I remember hearing of these stories about like guys in the hair metal days guys like Sebastian Bach or Vince Neil or guys like,
4: were like really insecure because <laughs> they did Sebastian Bach can sing
1: He oh maybe it was Vince <laughs> maybe it was Vince Neil was actually very insecure about his voice and so huh. I wonder if there are pop stars especially now with like yeah. you know with technology and stuff where they're sort of like oh shit that guy actually So being awful and arrogant is just Insecurity That is an insecurity wow. Well yes okay. It's like a school yeah. bully Yeah it's true basically like It's all bullies. just high school Doesn't that's, it feel like That's that. kind of what it feels like Yeah absolutely When you go to an award show now A music award show It's like no different than Recess and you're just like, and everybody kind of plays their role, and it just, it's just, it's. it's Except it, it's in it's recess, fun. the people who act the worst are not rewarded for being dickheads. It's true. Whereas in the in the, in this business, oh. you're like, that guy's a fucking lunatic. Let's give him some more yeah. money. Let's stoke that fire. And the Grammy for best dickhead goes to. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of entrants in this category. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Uh-huh. I want to play. There, there's something that I've that I've been uh, since I've been playing a lot of. Stuff on this podcast. Yeah, this is which, this is. Do you uh, do this a lot? Do You just put the speaker to the mic and just kind of turn, no, turn not, your podcast really. into a DJ. Not really, but this is something that I've been obsessed with the last couple days, which is the isolated vocal track from "Give Me Shelter." Oh man, which has which uh, it's the it's a female voice, Mary Clayton. Yeah, where she's it's just a shot. Like basically it's her isolated track. No way. And you, it's kind of nestled into the song, so you don't hear it as well. But just listening to what she does, it's so fucking incredible. What's been going on with all the isolated tracks lately? I feel where are they like coming? I feel like because either they're there's...
3: incredible or very funny.
1: Yeah, but they, I would imagine <laughs> I, I imagine they're also like in vaults, at like yeah. deep down yeah, in these studios. Like I don't studios, know where they're, like going going from where, they're where are they from? going? Uh-huh. But this, but her voice is so fucking unbelievable. Yeah. And you'll hear that her voice cracks, but it cracks in a musical way to the point where you hear Mick Jagger, which you don't really hear in the song, go woo, like he fucking it blows him away. <laughs> Just listen. To this. All right, this is Mary Clayton. <laughs>
3: That's amazing.
4: That's and then at the, end,
1: at the end, he just
3: goes, Woo! That's yeah.
4: incredible. That is the most beautiful I've ever heard anyone sing.
1: Rape that and is murder. that that <laughs> is. Yeah. Rape yeah. And that's and she's singing, she's rape singing, and murder. she's singing. Rape murder. It's just a shadow. It's just a shadow. that they found an empty indoor swimming pool to do it in. To that's, do it in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was that's that, incredible. In those days, they didn't have. They had to. All right, yeah. Kids community skating. Community though. swim is back on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting us. We're gonna yeah. fill this back in. But I mean, yeah it it just kind of. That's amazing. It, it, it almost, and, and this is old person talk, but you just look at what a lot of people are doing today and you're like, yeah, see those people, that, that was an actual talent. You had that, to do that. You, had, you yeah. had to be that good. Yes. And there was no like, eh, we'll fix it. It was yeah. like, you have to, you have to internally yes. fix it in your own mouth. Absolutely right. I, and I, I personally love working with the producers that make you bring it like that too. Um, guys like Rob Cavallo, Rick Rubin, they make you, everybody's in the same room. And that's terrifying and awesome. But you know, when you can record like that, your recording sessions are basically as if you've got a thousand people in front of you. Like it's a performance, and uh, you know that that. I mean, just from listening to that, that's probably what made it on the record. That sounds yeah, like that. Those record, sound yeah. like the licks that are actually on the on the track. It, it, it with, is that, that was that's the actual, it. That's yeah. the, that was the actual track. track, and that's just one. That's just one run through. That was yeah. That was one run through, and and it, it really. Uh, I I guess with that song. There originally was not a female voice, and the producer was like, "You know,
4: I feel like there should be a female voice in there." So they brought her in, and Mick, she... we can't have you singing rape and murder. Let's bring in a lady. <laughs> Let's bring in a lady. <laughs> Make um, it PC.
1: and uh, and she's still alive, Mary Clayton. She's a gospel singer, but yeah, god damn it, I mean, it's so beautiful to man. to be able to take your voice to the edge, yeah. and, and it cracks, but it's still like, oh yeah, but yeah. it fucking cracks. But even when it cracks, it goes into these like uber uh, harmonics. It just yeah. kind of it still stays within the realm of like singing. How much? Do you like how far to the edge? Can you take your voice? Oh, I a take show. it to the edge. Fucking take <laughs> oh, it to the, edge. the ed. edge. Oh yeah. Like in your song, take yeah. it to the edge. Yeah, like my song, take <laughs> it to the edge. You know, uh, yeah. When I wrote "Take it to the edge," <laughs> uh, it was actually about that very thing, uh, Chris. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that what it it's that one. Sounds just like "Take it to the limit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take it to the edge. You see, they're different. Yeah. Because like, they're talking about the limit, and, and mine is the, ed. the edge. A limit, there's no more. An edge, yeah, there's a yeah. dropping off point. Drop me
2: in the water.
1: All I can think about is that fish on the wall. Island. Yes, Billy, Billy, <laughs> yeah, Billy, Bass. yeah. Billy Bass, yeah. <laughs> How funny did we all think that was? Oh when it, man, not oh, very. The, the *Sopranos* well, yeah,
4: thought it yeah. was hilarious. Oh yeah, I mean, that's right.
1: Yeah,
2: that's
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, you could not walk into an Oz, yeah, the store without. <laughs> it, took, it really took off. out
3: the dancing flowers. Remember the dancing oh, flowers? Oh, they were, they were just yeah.
1: Or it, the dancing, the dancing coke can. Oh, the yeah, dancing the dancing coke can. Well, think, going through all of Spencer's gift inventory. Think, 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 geek, <laughs> think, geek did one where it was Darth Vader in his garage, and there was a Billy Bass with an Admiral Akbar face on it, and he, he was just listening to it, and then the Akbar face would come out and, <laughs> and sing. Well, uh, like you know, Geffen will say that like you know the Roxy killed the Troubadour. I think that I think that Billy Bass like killed sharper image. I think it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it killed sharper yeah. image. Yeah. Because it's not They lost all their True Hollywood stories They lost all their Brick and mortar Is that really (laughs) something He said well, just privately, at a dinner party. <laughs> I mean, he must have mused yeah,
3: that to himself yeah, at some yeah, sure. point. At some point, yeah, sure. is sure, yeah. a way better venue than the
1: Rocks. Well, I mean, you know, time heals all wounds, Sure. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you do so yes, I take my voice to the limit, Chris. You take it all the way. Having a great producer though, and a great kind of voice coach, and having pe- have people outside of you to listen to you and say, "No, I think you can take this further." Like it's 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 you know, it's one of those things where I'll be in this, I'll be in the booth, and I'll feel ah, I don't know if I can do it again, and if, it, it's always that time when somebody says, oh, "I think you can," and I think i want it, I want you to take it here that uh that you wind up taking it past anything you thought you could do, yeah, the voice is actually really strong if you let it if you let it be you know? well talking you know like i I was losing my voice on the road for a while talking's you know? harder than singing it is so when i'm when I'm doing you know if I'm doing like six hours of stand up over the course of a couple of days, yeah you know by I, I was I was blowing my voice out and yeah. I had to change my stand up style, which I think was actually a good thing to not yell so much because i was trying so hard you're projecting your voice on these shitty um uh, basically yeah uh, uh crappy mics and, and your just energy just is trying to reach PA the back systems. of the house and yeah. you're you know yeah so yeah you just take it to a very dry very droll comedy why routine am I yelling and- right now <laughs> and so like i had to i had to pull that back bring them to you
3: you've uh but you've worked with rick rubin
1: i have yes we made a record together that's great
3: uh what, it was fun like what any cool stories about? did rick he sing
1: rubin? on it uh he didn't sing no oh, no I'll no he uh he um i had just basically like had i had i had just had the number 1 record of the year in any category making a christmas album so of course the, the natural next step is thanksgiving album is rick rubin yes rick rubin uh yeah hanukkah record no i um <laughs> so i basically was like okay i i i've basically closed a certain chapter like i this was something i didn't expect to blow up it totally blew up i if i just do more of the same the next time around i'm going to be miserable so i met with rick in in malibu and we just kind of talked about What it is we wanted to do and our philosophies, and we weren't going to work together. But we realized we had more in common than we thought. And he says, "Okay, well, when you when you finish writing some songs, you know, play them for me, and, and I'll. I don't know if I can produce your record, but I'll give you some advice." And so I started playing him songs that I was working on, and, and he started having so many notes and so many ideas because he'd never really done an, an album that was orchestral based, and that was really exciting for him because he grew up on a lot of old school uh, or orchestra based records and and he had, he had I had just done a Christmas album he had just done Death Magnetic for Met- Metallica, so we were coming from totally different places, but we both were ready for kind of a change so um, so we both we, we got into the studio and we, we got an orchestra at Capitol Records, and we just kind of he kind of started really guiding me through a lot of wonderful it. i mean he he takes forever we take forever to make an album it took us two and a half three years Whoa. but um but it's it's worth it you learn a lot working with rick and we had a great great time and we may do it again in the future but it was it was interesting do, awesome. you, do you sort of look at um that sort of uh, um between oh i should make the same kind of thing because that's what people liked or oh i have to make a completely different kind of thing it's it's you know it's very very tough uh to to find that balance because you you'd you don't want to bite the hands of feeds you. You want to expand without alienating. And first and foremost, I'm always thinking about what it is the fans want to do because it's not vocal masturbation. You're doing it for you know for your, for the public. Um, at the same time, you got to stay fresh and you got to you got to think to yourself. Well, if I'm bored, maybe they're going to get bored too. So if I'm feeling like mm-hmm. if I'm getting that not so fresh feeling, yes, uh, <laughs> then you, know, you need a music. Then it's, then it's important. It's important. yeah, you need a little bit, little, little bit of that, and you need somebody to kind of shake you a bit and make you scared again. I think that's the main thing. Is that after six or seven albums. It can once you start feeling like the studio is just another day at the office, you need to, you need to do something that scares you again. I think it's important to have those nerves again. And, and working with Rick was a very nerve wracking experience, and and it was a good one. And uh, you know it was one of those records that was really really well reviewed, and the fans were kind of hit and miss about it. But uh, but it was something I needed to do, and it was it was it was an exciting process. And and um, and you learn from that. And you kind of try and make a balance of both those worlds in the future. And but you can, you can, you can get a little bit irresponsible with your with your experimenting. Do you feel sure. like uh, Do you feel like you have a responsibility to if let's say you make something and it's hit or miss? Even let's say it's you know, and but you're still proud of it. Do you still feel responsibility to those people who like Hey, look, I, you know, I tried something different, and sure. you know, like do you? I think ultimately, even if even if the the core fan base has a discussion about it, maybe a passionate discussion, negative or positive. I think it's ultimately good for the long term of a career. I think I think I'd rather have something that that sparks a debate among the fan base than have just another oh isn't that pleasant. You yeah. know, I think that ultimately even if it doesn't sell as well or even if it sparks an argument, it's 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 good for the for the long term path, you know. And uh you know, I can't believe that I'm I'm have been doing this for 12 13 years and I can still make records and, and still put them out. I mean, nowadays if you don't have a hit single within your first 15 minutes, you may not even be able to record a second song, you know, right. let alone a second album. So, uh, so no, I, I feel very fortunate in that regard. You know, it's funny because I, I, I never, I, I've sort of occasionally watched Ally McBeal, but your episode, <laughs> yeah, I did see, I did happen to see your episode, which <clears throat> almost felt like it was, were you. Cast in that, or, that did they, was or did they build that episode? That was it almost felt like it was built around you. Fluke. That was like the Grammy thing. I couldn't believe it was like a Star Is Born kind of situation. I the stars have been aligned for me. I mean. Luck is preparation meets opportunity, but I, I had the opportunities for sure that, that I had to walk walk through those doors. I was going to be the 32nd wedding singer at the end of the finale where Robert Downey Jr. and Callista Flockhart were finally going to get married at the end of the show. Iron Man? Iron Man and Ally McBeal were going to have a wonderful <sighs> TV-only wedding.
4: <But laughs> Sherlock Holmes? But she's married to Indiana Jones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's busy flying my helicopter to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. To this audition. Yeah, to audition. Um, but, uh, you mean Derek Lutz from... Uh, no one means that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. That was back to school. All right. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't it's fine. Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes, yes. yes yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so so Robert Downey Jr. Three days before we were supposed to show up on set, got arrested. So he was arrested at this. I forget, forgot what it was, but it was this period of time when he would just turn up in people's houses. Something basically. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's just he's just one of the greatest of our generation. But he had a little bit of a, you know problem back yeah. then. And uh, so he couldn't show up to to set because he was in jail and. Uh, and so David E. Kelly, uh, the creator of the show, basically was like, all right, well, I've got this crazy idea. I need to write it in three days. Can you act? I was like, well, you know, I did ace my, <laughs> <laughs> math. my, my math class dramatic essay. <laughs> Triple spaced. Uh, <laughs> but every, but every word was was golden. Um, and And so they basically threw me in from an uncredited... Random singing Ave Maria or whatever it was going to be. To hey, why don't you send me some songs you're working on for your new record that hasn't come out yet? And and he created this character for me, and he kind of made me this agoraphobic, you know, uh, teenager who's basically weighs a buck twenty and you know falls over every time he walks. Me. It was not. I mean, it was method acting. It was very much my real life, but it was it was an amazing it was an amazing opportunity. I love doing it. So yeah, my so, first thing was kind of doing comedy acting because really because strange. it actually felt like. I remember watching that episode and it almost felt like, oh, there's an artist and they're trying to break this artist. And this was the episode where – like, it felt like the uh, the show was just to show the world, like, here's this kind of nerdy kid with the, with an insane voice. <laughs> well, people were coming up to me afterwards going, who was the singer that did your voice for that episode? <laughs> so – I took that as a compliment, but, but it was, you know, nobody had any clue. I I had not released any kind of debut album. So as far as they knew, I was hired as an actor and they had some crazy opera singer go and, and do it just for the sake of the story. Um, but, uh, but TV is fickle. Like, I was on all the morning shows, you know, that week. And then people forget, you know. And my album didn't come out till five, six months later. And uh, it was selling, you know, a whopping 150 copies a week. Did you ever good get now. to thank yeah, exactly. Robert Downey Jr. for being in jail? I um, didn't thank him. I, I, I did see him at a, at, a, at a kind of an award show party and, and talked to him. And just one of the nicest guys in the world. I mean, he's just he's just been through... A lot of personal things, and he remains just one of the most humble, talented guys. And uh, no, I did, actually, strangely, I was, I was, I was too starstruck. I was kind of starstruck <laughs> that I was talking to him. That I actually didn't didn't say, uh, you know, I was that guy that replaced. Like, I don't think he would have remembered. To be honest. Mm. Um, you're very nice to people at, a, at parties, actually, because <laughs> I we were at a party yes. last year and um, or earlier this year, and this guy this guy came up to you and basically, I understand what he was trying to say. Uh huh. But what he say- I think I know exactly what you're talking. You know exactly about. what I'm yes, talking about. Yes, Where yes, he was, yes. What he was trying- Him and his wife. Yes, yes, but what he was trying to say was, "Hey, we listen to your album when we make when we mm-hmm. share this when we share our love. That's right in our marriage bed. Yes, and but what actually came out of his mouth was. Your voice is the voice Of my wife's vagina Vagina is what yeah. he said Yes uh, Which is a, yes. Uh, uh, is a roundabout way Which of, is a terrifying thought But then rather than saying Like no 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 What I mean is but He kind of went YouTube deeper into, video, that, into that And, 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 and he's like No 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 I'm sorry That came out wrong What I'm trying to say Is my wife is totally Allowed to sleep with you Wait a minute No Wait what I'm trying to say Is no. What I'm saying is I'm staring at your mouth And I want to fuck it Alright I, I feel like I'm not expressing Exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. it is That I'm trying to... And I, I did I I waited I waited for the explanation That never came <laughs>
0: Uh, as long
1: as I possibly could, and then I got some nachos, <laughs> which they were delicious. That everything. They that, were that delicious. That everything. Would, would you? Uh, would, could I? Could I please put you on the spot a little bit right oh, now? Sure. Um, my, my mom. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, you could totally have sex with her if you want. Uh, <laughs> um, You're right. By the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, please do it. Um, <laughs>
4: Do you know how many moms this guy can sleep with? Yeah, dude, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that song Nobody Loves You, like your mama loves you, but who's loving your mama? I am. I am. Please record that. I just did. Um, <laughs> I think I think my mom's ring back is actually one of your uh, might be one of your songs, but I just she doesn't know I'm gonna do this Ringback? Ring I just, back. I just, I just wanna call her on speakerphone. Oh, are we gonna do this? And and see if she'll <laughs> so you can, can say hi to the horizon Ringback tone while
0: your party is reached
1: no! Oh,
2: nope. oh, so I've been it's replaced. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's okay to replaced by Carly Simon. I think that's Night Rainbow, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> hey, Mom, you're on speakerphone on the podcast right now.
2: Well,
0: hello, everyone.
2: Well, hello, <laughs> uh, professional.
1: Um, hey, Mom, you're not driving the car, are you?
0: No, I'm not.
1: Are you in a place where you could you be okay? <laughs> like, let's just say, if you passed out, you're not going to hit your head. Steering the sink. a tandem bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead.
0: Uh, Is this better than the last surprise? last year when you were throwing out the first pitch at the Dodger game?
1: Oh, God, pressure's on now. Oh, uh, the pressure's on now. We're not yeah, going to beat I, th- that. I, I, think, I think we are going to beat Hang on, that. I want to manage
4: her expectations. He is not having a grandchild for you. No, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: You're
1: not getting a that grandchild. even in my
2: realm of thought. Ah, <laughs> a wise woman.
1: <laughs> but you are sort of maybe getting a grandchild in the form of uh, uh, say hello to Josh Groban. <laughs> hello? Oh my God. <laughs> OMFG. Uh, oh my God. And I thought
0: you couldn't
1: talk to Dodgers. She said she thought oh you didn't talk God. The Dodgers. Uh, oh, nice, nice Josh, to n- Dodgers. Nice, oh. Very nice to phone meet you. Hello. Hello. Hi. nice, Very nice to meet you. That was a little moaning there. Could you not I, do that on the podcast? You know. Oh, no, you know.
0: No. Oh, I just adore you, Josh. Thank and you. He knows it, and. Oh my goodness. Well, you
1: so have a you have a very talented son. Mom, <laughs> I I don't want to make this awkward. I told Josh that you would sleep with him.
2: Oh, Jesus. Stop that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you stop that this instant, Chris. You're so son. terrible, You're oh, terrible. All
2: right,
1: terrible. Don't ruin this. Don't, don't ruin, ruin this glorious moment. moment, Chris. Oh my gosh. Josh, so, I love you so much. I love you more. Thank I you. Have,
0: I, I admire you so much. You're just a wonderful talent and I love you when you host
1: and thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, I I'm, I'm honored to be part of it. Thank All you right. for thanks for the speaker chat. Thanks,
0: All right, mom. Honey, thanks
1: I'm going my day. I, okay. love you. I love you. I'm going to release you back into the wild. <laughs>
2: bye.
1: Thank you. Okay. Bye. bye. Oh. Your mom is so cool. She's very sweet. That's awesome. I wanted you to like hang up and go,
3: oh, I'm so sorry about that, guys. My mom's such an idiot. Oh,
1: man. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, she fucking ruins everything. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but so you sorry. called her. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, drop me off a block from the <laughs> mall, mom. <laughs> Your hair is combed beautifully today, by the way. She, so- she did an excellent job. <laughs> See? Yeah. And I'm wearing clean underwear. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i sorry to put you on the spot like that, but it, that was you so literally sweet. just made her year. That is so awesome. I she, love that. I mean, like, she honestly. She seems so cool. And she is a fucking amazing voice, too. Really? My mother was the the cantor and when I was an altar boy really? like she she can fucking she rocked Ave Maria oh my. in the craziest sing way
2: sing off well, sing,
1: well yeah, maybe I Bjork and your mom are now my two bucket list duet partners <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the three of you <laughs> the together the <together. laughs> three of us yeah. what a glorious trio would be amazing do you think Bjork's weird or do you think she's like <laughs> do you, or do you think she's like why is, can't we just have a normal conversation why can't the trees just grow hands <laughs> <laughs> so that they can hug you back yes yes I like a that. killer whale <laughs> 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 going oh, back to Lord. going back to Yoko Ono who sounded like a killer whale yes, yes. on a lot of double fantasy so anyway Bjork yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you ever think about uh, trying to put together like a, mu- like a musical theater comedy kind of thing that'd be
1: fun yeah, like on Broadway like, or like yeah, it a, like, seems
3: like stuff you're into and yeah. Then, yeah
1: well I mean I think I, for me I've actually kind of secretly said to myself uh, 2014 I want to do some theater I want to do some nice. finally get on Broadway um, I, I've had an amazing time I did this kind of there's this musical called Chess that's this kind of underground, like it's got this really cult fan base. Are you talking about fucking Murray Heads' One Night in Bank? Yes, Chess? I am. Yes. God, I just was fucking singing that in my car the other it's, day. It's brilliant. The score is brilliant. It was Benny and Bjorn from ABBA and Tim Rice made this brilliant I didn't musical. know that. Yes. I used to play that song on my... Cassette player, Walkman on the way to chess matches when I played competitive yeah. chess oh, in yeah. grade school. I get my thrills above Love the waistline, waistline sunshine. Yeah. Do you know that, <laughs> that that Murray Head is the brother of Anthony Head, who played Giles in Buffy the Vampire? Really? State? How many people have the last name Head? Just those two. Just those two. <laughs> <laughs> they must. Bangkok, Oriental <laughs> City. What what the city, the city don't I don't mother. know. It's it's you want to grab Grandma coffee? i the of the chess World. Show with everything, good, but, but I mean, Yule Brenner. Brenner. Oh, oh boy yeah. so you going to do that are you gonna, that or are you gonna... <laughs> so that 's not the part I would play oh uh but yeah, sorry uh no, I actually did i did it i did it one night uh one, one night? night one night on Broadway uh for the Actors fund and then uh did it two nights at, at royal Albert hall uh with the London symphony and we taped it for p b s and it was it was me adam pascal uh from from rent among other things uh played that part played the american i was the i was the russian uh, got to sing anthem in those songs but i've been talking to tim rice and we would love to try and bring chess to you know the the music is brilliant the story it's a little hard to bring a chess game to a broadway stage you know and make it Exciting. If to they made Spider Man turn off the dark, I think they could make a thing about chess.
3: Yeah. yeah, just, you know, bishops flying in from the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. The front row is always going to be pawns. No matter what, the front row is like everyone
1: has to put on little pawn hats. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. and then the every row shape there's like. a yeah, knight. Exactly. Can't explain it. The front row is going to get splashed, just so yeah, you know. Just like, so you know. Put on your plastic ponchos. Yeah, yeah. it's a water show. It's a, yeah, is, yeah, pretty much. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We can't just do chess, but we could do an aquatic chess. Yes, uh, yes. If you... Chest. Chess. I don't know. Oh, uh, do it topless. Yes, yes. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I would think you would be able to do that. I would think with you and Tim Rice that someone would just be like, um, yeah, here is a truck full of money. Please do this. <laughs> that's how I get. That's how I get paid. Yeah, if it's not in the truck, just trucks. Out. Yeah, you get your kicks above the waist. <laughs> <laughs> sunshine, sunshine. What a what a what a thing to say. It is a weird. <laughs> it is a weird thing. I gotta ask Tim about that line. Uh, I just I, I fall asleep at night just singing that song yeah to myself. I mean, who writes Golden Cloister? <laughs> <laughs> who rhymes oyster with cloister? I mean, really? Oh, there's only so <laughs> who throws a shoe? Honestly,
3: oyster yeah. There's yeah. another it's word not, you can do. Not a yeah. Lot. yeah, yeah. 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 Mm- this grips
1: me more than Muddy Old River or a reclining Buddha. <laughs> but- <laughs> he says Buddha It's weird. Buddha. I feel like we'll end the po- maybe we'll end the podcast with a couple of. Uh... <clears> do you you guys know the song? Right. No. no. You don't know One Night in Bangkok? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Are it you seemed... goddamn fucking kidding me? That is the last, that is the la- <laughs> I like that passion. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the last time, actually, that song is the last time that a musical theater song has been number one on the top 40 chart. And that was like 84 or 85, Something I think. like that, yes. Yeah.
3: I don't know how this has uh, flown under my radar.
1: Because you know, every, you still know so much I about music. I get my music. kicks
3: above the radar. Oh, <laughs> sunshine.
1: <laughs> yeah. One night in Bangkok, there's a hard
0: man humble. A hard
1: man humble. Nothing. Not much between despair and ecstasy. Play it. Play it, play it Katie. Play it. I could just play it from my phone because I fucking. I'd like to hear it. I might, ha- I might have it. Um. It wait, is this it? <laughs> No, that's <laughs> not it.
2: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Ooh, actually just music an from Bangkok. exclusive
3: new Josh Groban <laughs> track. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gonna drop that beat. Uh, <laughs> one night in Bangkronk.
0: <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Bangkok, Orient, oriental city. city. Uh-huh. Yeah. The creme de la creme. What? What? What?
1: What? Yul Brynner. Yeah. Listen to the synth horns. Sammy Davis Jr.? In it. just bars. Oh, the chest in it. There's no other Larry man, It's Iceland. Iceland. Is that where Bjork's it's from? It's That's right. Oh, my it's it's God. It's all coming from circle. Oh. Oh. This
2: oh. place.
1: the oh. <laughs> <laughs> The the sound oh. engineering oh. is actually pretty amazing on
2: oh. this.
1: Right oh. here. That's like some Quincy Jones shit right there. The <laughs> flow, it's very
2: like another when your down over your head.
1: Well, this one, this, right, this one. It's a drag. It's a bargain.
2: It's really such a pity to be looking at a, by, 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 little titties. What do you mean? You've seen one
3: crowd I'm that looked at never heard of it. That's so weird. <laughs> and you're only like a couple years older than me. You say you're 3-2? Yeah.
1: Get tied. You took it to a tour whose every
2: move's among the purest. Here's the line. I get my kids above the waistline, such
1: He's just fucking telling it like it
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: bet Deanna knows this one. And so I, I, th- I, probably I this. think there's a pan flute solo. Oh, there is. There absolutely is. You ready, you're ready? Why wouldn't there be? You ready for a pan flute
3: solo that was at the top of the music charts? I'm, <laughs> always, ready music charts. I'm <laughs> always ready for a pan flute solo. Come on, <laughs> Zamphir.
1: Come on, <laughs> Zamphir. Come on, Zamphir. Bring it. Ah. Four, three, two. It's like a Chewbacca pan solo. It's Julie Andrews and it's Chewbacca It is Just as a callback You should see the choreography for this part I love that 80s like... And it's about playing chess
2: <laughs>
1: That's the thing Thank God I'm only watching the game Controlling it I don't see you guys it's ranging, the kind of mate I'm, I'm contemplating. I'd let you watch. I wouldn't you, but the queens we use would not excite you. It's almost Fred schneider Yeah. Not excite temp- you. He is so snotty in this but rap. He's a, kind of a dick. He's... <laughs> This is the snarkiest rap ever. It really is. Yeah. This is before Humpty Dance. This is like... <laughs> this, is the, this is before it got to new levels of snarky. Because I do the Humpty. <laughs> the rounds with the Humpty. Yeah. Yo, um, ladies. Oh, how I like, I like to, to bump them. thee. Yeah. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump thee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is your chance? I'm, I'm seeing a mashup. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh god!
1: How much do you think we have to pay to play this whole song? This is the chip. We're doing commentary <laughs> over it, so it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all right. And that's the whole song. Uh, scene and scene. Wow, Josh! Thank you for so for our newest segment, which is uh, song commentaries. That was thrilling. Song um, I love it. Song We don't have to push together all words. I want to. No, yeah, I I do. Do. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh god! Well,
1: thank you, Josh Grobin. Man, this has been a blast. You're thank delightful. You. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I hope we get to hang out more. Yes. And, uh, the, are next, you for a the next time you come back? Come we'll around. talk about you. Okay. Uh, you know we. Oh, we we got plenty of that. <laughs> idea, trust me. You know those moments where we weren't laughing? Yeah. come on, buddy. Also, you're wearing the best shirt ever. Thank you very much. Yeah. Josh Groban, thank you for being here. You guys are the best. Thanks for thank having me. Thank you for me. making my mom happy. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, enjoy a burrito. I will. Enjoy a burrito. That's no water in menu.
2: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
1: This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Hulu Plus. Don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus and start watching your favorite hit shows right now. Go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Nerdist, all lowercase, for your extended free trial. Again, HuluPlus.com forward slash Nerdist.